Crosspoint Community Church. We are here to help each other worship, live, and rescue like Jesus. For more info on who we are, go to cpmodesto.org. there, I heard sermons of how you should give your all to God. He has proven beyond fathomable doubt that he is trustworthy. So I'm here to proclaim to any, uh, proclaim to anyone and everyone who I'm putting my trust in. This past week at camp, Chris talked a lot about what following Jesus really meant and how you had to be willing to go all in and give up everything. After I made that choice, I realized that it was time to get baptized to show everyone else around me that I am now fully committed and I'm never going back. side through everything and I know he will continue to be by my side through everything to come and I know that whenever my faith falters he will always bring me back to him I want to fully devote my life to him so that's why I'm here today prep you that you were going to be blind, huh? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I see, see, I always think of that as a bonus. It's not scary if you can't see him. Is that how that works? I think so. Yeah, let's go with it. This is Lynn. You guys hopefully remember Lynn because she shared her testimony in service via video a handful of weeks ago. So we, we thought about replaying it, but all those kids could remember being saved when they were four, so we figured you guys remember it a couple of weeks ago. Is that, is that how that works? Yeah, I don't know. Now, I, I love as, as, we, as we get to hear all these different people's stories, we get to hear so many different things that God uses to bring people into his family. And with, with Lynn, that was, that was Grief Share. Grief Share is a group that we have that, that meets to, to talk through and to help one another process grief. So she came to Crosspoint through that and ended up getting a lot more than just help with her grief. She ended up getting a church family out of it, which is, I know for sure how that works. I know that one. So Lynn, have you surrendered your life to Jesus as your Savior and King? Yes. And are you committed to living the rest of your life surrendered to Jesus and the community of the local church? Yes. Well, that's amazing. It's on your profession of faith that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We did it. We did it. Awesome. <laughs> and the water did go up my nose. Oh. Awesome. All right, I think we have Riley's video. My name is Riley Troop. 
as I have gotten the chance to reflect on my story, I've been very grateful of the godly examples in my life and the people who have invested in my spiritual life. Um, as a child, I grew up in a Christian home that valued prayer, being involved in church, and learning from the Bible. At about age seven, I can remember being at a Sunday school class here when it was First Baptist and learning about repenting and asking the Lord to be my Savior. I remember going home very eager after learning about this and wanting to make this decision. So I made that decision at age seven and overall as a young child I delighted in learning about the Bible and about having a relationship with Jesus. In college I began to do well in academics and then I began to put place a high standard on myself regarding academics. I developed perfectionism out of fear of failure and not doing enough and um, Looking back at that season of my life, I believe that I made academics an idol in my life. And what that did was it increased anxiety during that time. And as a result, I began to um, seek help for, for that anxiety on campus through counseling. Um, and as I began to do that, the Lord began to put on my heart to be courageous about other mental health struggles that I had been experiencing. Uh, during the past, the, during the last few years of college, um, my mental health was the most difficult that it had ever been. And that I still was valuing my faith and it was still very much a priority in my life. But that began, the difficulties that I was experiencing with my mental health began to caused some doubts in the Lord because I could not see how God was helping me in the midst of that kind of suffering. And um, but as I mentioned, I've had the privilege to be counseled through that. And I'm so grateful to say that um, my anxiety disorder is at a much more mild um, level in my life. And after college, I as I came home, partly to um, step into community here at home, and also I began to invest in my faith in new ways. And um, these different small steps that I took began to increase my desire for God's Word and strengthen my faith and um, my relationship with the Lord. And some of those steps that I took were being getting involved in a women's Bible study here and I found, I pursued and found a wonderful mentor. Um, and I began to read God's word with other people. And I began to pursue God's word on my own. And this strengthened my faith and just caused a greater hunger for my relationship with the Lord and learning about his word. Um, and I'm so excited to take this next step in my faith and acknowledging my faith through baptism and this desire that I would like to walk with the Lord for the rest of my life. Awesome. Riley, thank you so much again for sharing your story and for being willing to just walk us through the journey that you've been on. And it's so awesome to hear the different ways that God has been faithful and the different even just passions for his word and passions for sharing his word and, and then passion for sharing that with others and, and helping others has come out of that. So thank you so much for, again, just your boldness sharing your story with us. Have you surrendered your life to Jesus as your Savior and King? Yes. And are you committed to live the rest of your life surrendered to Jesus in the community of the local church? Yes. Awesome. What's well, on your profession of faith that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Will you guys take a minute to pray with me just for all of these amazing people, for, for God's faithfulness in each of their lives and, and just going forward that God would continue to, to speak to them and again, give them that boldness that they need to follow him courageously. 
Father, um, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. We thank you that you have not given us spirits of fear, but spirits of power and of love and of self-control. And we thank you so much for all these individuals that you brought to yourself in so many different ways. Father, we thank you for your creativity in pursuing us. That you'll use circumstances, that you'll use children, that you'll use our, our emotions. Lord, you'll use so many different things to pursue us because you love us and want a relationship with us so bad. Father, that is such unbelievable graciousness. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the stories that we heard today and the way that you've moved powerfully in all these individuals' lives. And we thank you that we could be encouraged by what you've done in their hearts today. And Lord, we pray for them going forward that today would be a a fork in the road in their lives. So a day they look back on and say, okay, that was the day that I stood before my family, my church family, and declared that I have surrendered my life to Jesus and that I am committed to living the rest of my life in the community of that family. And Father, ask that you would help us as that family to not just today, but forever forward, to come alongside them, to encourage them, to pray for them, to love them and to lift them up in those times that are hard and those times that are scary and those times that are confusing. Father, that we would be family members that constantly point them back to you and that can be used by you as encouragers. So, Father, we thank you again for such a wonderful morning, for such an awesome celebration Sunday that we truly get to celebrate the work that you're doing because you are doing work. So, Father, we love you, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, My name is Nate Daub. I, uh, I grew up here, and and was saved when I was five. I kind of tried to save myself multiple times in case the first time didn't work, like whenever it was brought up in Sunday school. When I turned seven or eight, I actually started really maturing in God. And like, there was this big change from, like, I started sharing a the message of Jesus about others, and I think I started doing everything with more of a full heart, like trying harder, and there was this big change, and I, now I have, now I want to be a missionary and go save more people, and Uh, I've always wanted to be baptized. Part of it might be just because I like being in water. Part of it might be something else. Uh, That's really all I have right now. Hey there. Uh, I'm Andy Daub. This is my son, Nate Daub. Nate, it is great to hear the heart that you have for Jesus, and I see that over and over again at our house, Uh, and I have seen how wholeheartedly you want to be following Jesus and telling others about him. Uh, It is awesome, and I'm proud of you. Uh, I want to ask you a couple of questions, and then we'll go under. All right, so uh, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and King? Yes. And your Savior? Yes. Yes, excellent. And do you promise to serve him faithfully uh, in his church for the rest of your life? Yes. Great. On this profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Just hold my hand. Before I gave my life to Jesus, uh, my older brother told me good things about 
giving my life to Jesus. Awesome. Like that he will protect me. And ever since I gave my life to Jesus, I have been listening to my parents better and fighting less with my brothers. This is my son, Isaac. Uh, I am proud. Yay! I am proud of you, and I'm glad that you're not fighting with your brothers as much, also. Uh, hey, stand up. All right, good. Hey, uh, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? Yes. Uh, and do you promise to serve him uh, faithfully in his church for the rest of, of your life? Yes. Good. On your profession of faith, then, I baptize you, and in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So my name is Stephanie Howells. Um, I am brand new to this church. I've only been going about two months. Um, my kids have been going here for about eight years. I'm also known as Patrick and Paige's mom. Um, they're very active in the kids' ministry. Well, my son used to be until he graduated, but my daughter's still very active in the kids' ministry. Um, and she is what led me here today. Um, as a child, I remember second-guessing everything in my life, from my friends, my own relationship with my mother. Um, that led me to question myself, my own self-love. Um, never felt really worthy of anything, friendships, love from my mom. It just, there was an empty hole. Um, we were brought up Catholic. Um, I didn't agree with all the rules and regulations of Catholicism. I couldn't find a church home either. Nothing seemed to fit. So after struggling to get accepted um, in everything in my life, I met a man who wasn't quite the right one for me. And this is where my need for Jesus comes in. Um, he was very abusive verbally and physically. Um, I remember finding him cheating on me, and I just remember going outside and into my backyard after a long night of work in my scrubs and just kneeling down and asking God, why? Why did this happen? I am working so hard. I am supporting this family. Why did this have to happen to me? And my life changed from that day forward. Um, I was had the courage to leave. After finding that no place, I felt I, I fit no place. Um, I just reached into my own Bible and started listening to um, the message and just really reading on my own, doing my own daily devotionals. And I found that um, God is the reason that I went through all that. Um, it brought me closer to Him. And my kids have given me the example of what Christ can do for you. Even after accepting Jesus, I know there are times where I still feel broken, but I know that's okay because I have him in my heart and he is my Lord and Savior and he will just guide me through everything to the end. It is, it's, it's always brighter than you think it's gonna mm -hmm. be. I like to think it's perfect because you can't see any of them. No, I can't. Yeah, I pretend they're not there. <laughs> okay. Stephanie, I, I love that story so much, and, and I was thinking about the, the, the kids that are over in Crosspoint Kids right now, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're watching this. I, I think they're watching baptisms over in Crosspoint Kids this morning, and I hope that as they hear your story, they're reminded, however young or old or whatever they think they are, mm -hmm. that they have a huge influence on their parents Absolutely. and that God can absolutely use them to change their parents to be more like Jesus. And, and I, I hope they like heard that this morning because I think that is so, so cool. And I love that that's a part of your story. It was awesome to hear the way God used all of these different things. And, and again, he brought you to his word, he brought you to his church, and he brought you to himself. And, and that's such a such an awesome thing. So, Stephanie, have you surrendered your life to Jesus as your Savior and King? Yes, I have. And are you committed to live the rest of your life surrendered to Jesus and the community of the local church? Yes, I am. That's amazing. Well, it's on your profession of faith that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
excited to I'm excited to introduce you guys to my friend Raul. I loved um is that thing, is that thing waterproof? I think it is. Oh cool. We should lay it on the bottom and get a, a bottom get up a, shot. A bottom shot. <laughs> yeah, never mind, we don't want that. I don't like that already. It's got um, a shirt on it. Sorry. Right. I loved I loved Raul's store. He emailed me like like months ago and said, Hey, I want to be baptized. I know what baptism is. Like God's telling me to do this. And before I had a chance to reply, he emailed me a second time and from a different email address and was like, Hey, I don't know if you got my last email, but I want to be baptized. And I was like, I better get back to this guy quick. Um, and then if that wasn't enough, he missed the first week of the baptism workshop. So he showed up on, on a Sunday, like that, that morning, he showed up a bit late. He'd missed the workshop. Matt is uh, getting on his motorcycle to leave for the day. And before Matt can get out of the parking lot, Raul jumps in front of his motorcycle <laughs> and says, I want to be baptized. <laughs> so a lot has gone into this moment right here, Raul. Uh, well, you get just, the most persistent in the, award. In the, in the past couple of months, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Will you, tell us just, will you tell us just kind of, kind of briefly, like, when did you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Uh, I accepted Jesus when I was about, uh, I want to say, 11 years old. Uh, it was in San Jose, I believe it was. And, uh, you know, it was at a church that we went to. And yeah. they had just said, you know, at the end of the service, who wants to accept, uh, you know, God as your you know, Lord and Savior? Everybody closed their eyes. And I did the prayer. And yeah. when everybody, everybody opened their eyes, I was standing up front in front of the church. And my mom and dad were just like, what? <laughs> what's That's going amazing. on? Well, a lot has happened between... 11-year-old Raul and the Raul that we have standing in front of us today. Oh, yeah. Will you tell us just, just really quickly what, what was going on in the last you know, handful of months that, that led you to send me that email saying, hey, I'm following Jesus and I want to be baptized to tell the church? Well, <clears throat> just in the, in the past couple months, in the past nine months or so, yeah. My life has just took a a big change, and yeah. um, so my family just kind of split up. My yeah. my family, yeah. And um, and I was ready to just just kind of give up. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I wasn't sure if I would even be here today. Mm. Be here. I I didn't know where I would be. Yeah. And so um, the way God does. You know, he shows up in his time. <laughs> yeah. He puts you through whatever you got to go through just to show you, look, I'm still here. Mm. And so, <clears throat> and so that's what he did. He sent somebody to me that I haven't talked to in about 18 years. Yeah. And um, she bought me a Bible. Mm. And, um, and, you know, after that, I, I just decided to decided to follow God and give myself to God and and trust in him again yeah and and um, you know my all the stuff that's been happening my my dad has stage four cancer yeah. uh, my family splitting up all that stuff and through all that you know all that storm he was able to create a business out of me yeah <laughs> with my hands doing my hands you know yeah. uh, as a mechanic and and, uh, you know, it just goes to show that even in, in the worst time that you think, you know, worst time in your yeah. life, he's there. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. I asked Raul this morning, I said, hey, how has your week been, Raul? Have you, have you been busy? Have you been still getting calls for, you know, your kind of mobile mechanic service? And he said, you know, yeah, I don't know where it's coming from, but I've been busy. And I think even that is, is an awesome testimony oh, to what God is, is doing in your life. So, Ro, have you surrendered your life to Jesus as your Savior and King? Yes, sir. And is it your commitment to live the rest of your life surrendered to Jesus and the community of the local church? Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, it's my pleasure, Ro, to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I think we have another video for you guys to watch. So, my name is Christina Pursuth, and I am a, a first generation, firstborn um, Laotian American. 
Uh, my parents are both uh, immigrant refugees. Um, for as long as I remember, um, God was always in my life. Um, um, especially despite having a cultural background that is highly involved in um, the Buddhist religion. And so growing up, I guess I kind of identity, not identity issues, but I was always kind of searching for myself. I've actually attended this church since I was a baby. Um, my, my father was head of the Laotian ministry. And so um, he was in that position for about the first 15 years of my life. Um, so I've, I've asked Jesus into my life many times over the course of my life um, through different stages of my life as well. And so even though I know he's, he's never left me, um, I just, I feel reassurance just, just to communicate with him and, and making sure that um, I still feel connected. Once I graduated high school and moved away from my upbringing here in Modesto, um, I really had to redefine my relationship with God and, and what, they, what that might look like. So throughout my life, I've always felt protected by God. Um, may it be my life choices, uh, certain situations that I've, I've been in or, or just my relationship with people. It's just, I've always felt His presence there and His, his guidance. So a few years ago in my, um, in my life, I've, I was in a place where I felt like I didn't have a deep purpose in my life. Um, I would question myself, like, if I were to die tomorrow, what would be my impact here in this world? And so for me, motherhood was always that answer. However, I was never, I, well, I'm just not quite ready for that yet. And so I began to explore that thought a little bit more. And so I had continued to pray to God um, to see how he could use me and however he, he felt fit for my life and, and what I could bring. The Holy Spirit kind of gave me the idea um, and spoke to my heart and my mind to become a reproductive egg donor. Um, you know, it was in a way, um, if I couldn't be a mother now, how can I maybe help this other family bring that, that life and that beauty into, into their lives and how I can bless them because God has blessed me. Um, I had matched with the family and uh, we went through the process and then I had learned later that um, the mother had, um, had carried to pregnancy. And so I met with my coordinator and she actually provided me a gift um, from the mother and there was a letter in, um, in which the mother had sent me. When the program contacted me that we were, that there were two potential donors available, I was surprised because I knew there was such a long waiting list. Then when I found out you were our match, I felt like faith brought us together. My husband is Caucasian and I was born in Thailand, but my family are from Laos. And so, that just made this experience so much more meaningful for me. And I know that God had connected us in a way, um, had allowed us to cross paths to, to really impact each other's lives. I feel that, I hope that God has answered my prayers. He's delivered for me and in a, a beautiful way. And so, so God just continues to, to teach me to have faith in Him and to just allow Him to, to guide me. So um, I'm 30 years old today and I've, I've never been baptized and I've been following Christ my entire life. And so this is just another way that the Holy Spirit is just calling me to renew my, my relationship with, with Him. And so here I am today, sharing my story. I, I think that's awesome, Christina. As I, as I think about what God has been reminding me of over over the last uh, a few few months I feel like he's he's saying okay like the the plan here is 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 simple you seek you listen you obey you seek you listen you obey you seek you listen you obey and and, and Christina when I hear your story I, I love that that's that's exactly what I what I see is you you reached this point as an adult where you you saw it and you said man I I don't I don't quite feel fulfilled. I don't quite feel purposeful. God, what do you have for me? And God said, hey, here's, a, here, here's this thing. And, and, and you, you boldly stepped into that. You boldly obeyed. And here right now, you said, okay, God, what's next for you? And he said, you need to be baptized. And you said, okay. And you boldly stepped into this thing of standing before your church and declaring that you surrendered your life to Jesus. And I, I love 
just getting to be encouraged by, by your obedience to, to what God is calling you to, no matter how big or maybe how scary um, that may seem. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Have you surrendered your life to Jesus as your Savior and King? Yes, I do. And are you committed to living the rest of your life surrendered to Jesus in the community of the local church? Yes, I do. Awesome. Well, Christina, it's on your profession of faith that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm Kylie Reynolds, and I grew up in a Christian home, but I actually asked Jesus into my heart, I think when I was six, I don't know, but um, I have a supportive family, and up until now, I have not had any major doubts or failures. I struggled a lot with learning how to respond to different personality types with friends. Um, I was always in a Christian home, and I mostly... All, and mostly all of my friends were Christians. I wanted to make it, but I wanted to make it my own personal choice to follow Jesus. Um, I had always known about him and my parents had given their life to Christ. Um, I wanted to because I knew that I was ready to give my life to Jesus. Some changes in my life that I have had are knowing that I can lean on Jesus um, more in rough times and in normal times. God has changed me in many different ways, but I like that He's changed me more to be thankful. He is teaching me right now just to trust in Him better. Kylie, I love that you shared that God is teaching you to be more thankful. I think if, if we were all a little bit more thankful, our lives would all look a little bit different. Has, have you seen your life change or the way you look at things change as you practice being more thankful? Yeah. That's awesome. Have you surrendered your life to Jesus as your Savior and King? Yes. And are you committed to living the rest of your life surrendered to Jesus and the community of the local church? Yes. Awesome. Well, it's my pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I am Cohen Hahn. I am 10 years old. I was born here. I asked God into my heart when I was about, I think I was three and a half, maybe four, um, with my mom and dad. I think it was bedtime. I wanted him in my heart because I, I was afraid of everything and I used to get like upset and um, I wanted him to help me with that. I think I told my mom I wanted him to live with me and I wanted to be more like him. Then we prayed and she asked me if I like accepted him into my heart and if I believed that he's real and that he died on the cross for my sins and I said yes and I have accepted him into my heart. And right now God's helping me to get over some of my biggest fears and is making me a better person. I've really felt his presence in my life lately. Um, he's been talking to me about some stuff and I feel like he wants me to grow up and tell people about him and he's helping me become more like him. Good work. All right, so I shared a verse with you last service, didn't I? Yes, you did. Uh, well, I overheard your mom say in between services that that was your life verse. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, you did. You didn't tell me that. I didn't. So, do you, I, so I gave him a homework assignment then. I said, hey, like, this is a good verse, and I like to memorize verses that, that fall into kind of parallel with things in life that I'm either dealing with or, or thinking about a lot. So I encouraged him. I said, hey, here's this verse. You should memorize it. It's like, you know, a homework assignment since I can give homework apparently. But um, 
He said, okay, okay, yeah. Um, do you already know the verse, though? I think. I don't have it memorized, but oh. I think I used to carry around, like, a little card in my pocket. All right, homework assignment still stands. Yep. Um, so could you, like, tell him what it was? I forgot. That's all right. I, I shared one of my favorite verses is, is, for you have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. And that's a verse that has been really, really important for, for me in my life, too. So I think that's awesome. So memorize it. Put it, put it. So I, what I do is I put, I write it down on a little piece of paper and I put it in my pocket. And then yeah. every day when I reach in my pocket, I feel a piece of paper and then I just read it and I carry it around until I have it memorized. And that's the only that's way I can memorize anything. Yeah. Yeah. Try it out. Have you surrendered your life to Jesus as your savior and king? Yes. Awesome. And are you committed to live the rest of your life surrendered to Jesus in the community of the local church? Yes. Fantastic. Well, it's upon your profession of faith that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Reed Hahn, and I was born here. I asked Jesus into my heart when I was four and a half years old on the front porch with my mom and dad. When I was little, I was having a scary dream, so I wanted Jesus to help me. I asked mom how to ask Jesus in my heart, and she talked with me, and I decided I wanted to ask Jesus into my heart. He helped me to be nicer and not as shy and to be more creative, and he's helped me to be different and more generous and loving towards others. Reed, when you share things like God is helping you to be less shy, things like this really put that to the test, huh? Yeah, big time, big time. Have you surrendered your life to Jesus as your Savior and King? Yes. And are you committed to live the rest of your life surrendered to Jesus in the community of the local church? Yes. Awesome. Reed, well, it's my pleasure on your profession of faith to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Monique Monti, and I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, I was born in Toronto, in Canada, and my parents were Irish immigrants. When I was six weeks old, I was brought um, to Ireland with my parents, and I was baptized as a Catholic. Um, I'm forever grateful for my Catholic um, upbringing because it did give me the fundamental idea of a God. We moved to uh, California when I was three. Um, I grew up in Millbrae, California, uh, went to church every Sunday, and I attended Christian camp uh, for four years, Hume Lake. Um, and it was there that I accepted, as an adult, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Um, and I meant it at the time. Um, I always had a faith that there was a God. Um, it just wasn't more, it wasn't a personal relationship like it is now. So um, in my high school years, I started noticing that I had a lot of anxiety and I was always trying to be a perfectionist, perfect with my grades, perfect with, with everything. You know, I grew up in what seemed to be the Brady Bunch, but uh, when I was 19, my parents got divorced. Uh, my world kind of fell apart and I started partying uh, with my friends and um, I found that alcohol was, was a great um, coping skill for me when I was going through, through the anxiety and I, I became just a, a party girl. You know, I thought it was normal and I thought it was normal and it was really fun and then it was fun with problems and then it became nothing but a problem. And then fast forward till I was 29, my father passed away. I was very close to him. He died suddenly and my drinking escalated. Um, I ended up in uh, my first rehab when I was 29 and that introduced me to Alcoholics Anonymous, which has been a part of my life ever since. Um, I like to tell you that I stayed sober, I, I didn't, but I've always been running back to God and to recovery throughout my life. 2016, things were not going well at all um, and Greg died. He was my fiance, I'd been with him for 12 years and I was beyond 
I didn't know what to do. I was so lost. I was, um, I couldn't drink and take pills anymore, but I didn't know how to stop. I didn't know how to stop. And uh, a friend of mine that comes to Crosspoint reached out to me and told me about the Redwood Family Treatment Center across the street. Um, I, uh, I went to the detox house in 2018. I was very, very sick. I, I, I was lost. I didn't, my family was disgusted with me. I, Greg was gone. He was my biggest codependent. And I felt like, I felt like there was nothing to live for. Um, we came across the street on my birthday, August 12th of 2018. And the music was going and Travis was singing the reckless love of God. And something happened. At that moment, I opened the, the door, just a little crack, the window, and Jesus came rushing back into my heart. Like, like a feeling I'd never had before. It was a burning bush that I felt. I just felt this ultimate peace washing through me, and I felt like I knew that I'd been saved and that my life was worth living again. And um, since that day, the miracles just keep happening. Um, I know now why all the seasons of my life happened. It's for me. I know the reason that Jesus and God put me here was to help others. I I spend my time helping other women in recovery, um, and I'm I'm shouting out to my friends when they notice that I'm so different. That it's because of Jesus Christ and my love of God, and uh, and that's what brought me here today. And I'm so excited to show the world and illustrate my love of Jesus to get baptized as an adult. Monique, I, I, love, I love that you shared that, you know, you, you hit this point in your life, this low, and you're here on church and Travis is singing the reckless love of God. You said, you opened the door just a crack. And the Holy Spirit came rushing in. And I think that is just such an amazing, amazing testimony and reminder to, to, to all of us that know Jesus. But I, I'd say uh, a huge witness to maybe those that, that are listening right now that don't know Jesus too. That all it, all it takes is, is, a, is a crack. All it takes is just, just opening that door and saying, okay, God, what are you all about? And he is, he is so faithful to come rushing in. And, and when we allow that to happen, our lives radically change. So, Moni, thank you so much for, for sharing that story. That, that is such a powerful reminder of, of what God does. So, have you surrendered your life to Jesus as your Savior and King? Yes. And are you committed to live the rest of your life surrendered to Jesus in the community of the local church? Yes. Awesome. Well, Monique, Monique, it's in your profession of faith that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. guys pray with me? Father, we are so thankful for all these lives that you have transformed. Father, we are so thankful for, for the way that you do come in. When we open our hearts just a crack, you, spend, you send your spirit to come, to come barging in and you bring transformation, you bring change, you bring renewal, you bring restoration, you bring just a newness to life that we couldn't imagine. And Father, we thank you so much for the newness of life that we got to celebrate here today. Father, I ask that today would be a, a, a fork in the road that, that those that we baptized, those that made that declaration to our church would look back on this time and remember that this day, remember standing in front of their church family and declaring that they are surrendered to you and that they are committed to live the rest of their life surrendered to you in the midst of a church family. And Lord, I, I ask that you would help us as that church family to be just as committed to them, that we would be committed to encouraging them, to praying for them, to coming alongside them to Lord, helping you pick up the pieces when things are hard and difficult or we're too blind to see what you're doing, Lord. We want to be the church family that loves like you've called us to love one another. So, Father, we thank you for just an amazing 
time of celebration. We thank you for the, the incredible encouragement it is to hear the way you are changing lives. And we celebrate your goodness and your graciousness so much this morning. We love you and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as, as I was watching and listening to, to the stories, um, a comment stuck out to me. And uh, it, was, it was in one of the videos, uh, Cohen Hahn, uh, made, a, made a comment that, uh, I don't know if he meant it this way or I took it this way, but I felt like it was a little prophetic and at least if, if not that, maybe urgent. And what he said was this. He said, God is telling me to grow up and tell people about him. And I can't help but wonder if sometimes God is telling his people to grow up and tell people about him. You know, I, I love this morning and the reason I love this morning is to hear all of these stories from all the way from little kids to, to adults, people who've had little experience in life to a lot more experience in life, all the way through sharing what God has been doing in their lives during an arguably, arguably rough season for a lot of people. But the season doesn't dictate God's work in our lives, in our community, and in our world. And I think one of the things that today reminds us of is, as Andy said, that there's not just these stories that you heard this morning, but there's countless other stories of what God is doing, how he's moving, and how he's growing us, and how he's growing his kingdom. And I think there's this maybe growing urgency that in a lot of ways, it's time for us to grow up and tell people about Jesus and make that the most important thing in our lives. I wanna to read to you this, this morning as we close um, a passage that the Apostle Paul writes. And when I think about the Apostle Paul, I think about uh, someone who probably experienced more tension in their life than any other purely human being that I can think of because Paul started off his life as a religious scholar who not only studied but also took action and he went after those who believed what he thought was a heresy of Jesus Christ. And then we met Jesus, the tables were turned and he was uh, attacked and followed and persecuted for the rest of his life. And so I don't know if there's anyone else who has had a more difficult season of life than the Apostle Paul. And here's, here's what he writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, not because he's special, but because of God's mercy, he says, we do not lose heart but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with, with God's word, but by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, that the stories you heard this morning is not about those people, but it is about what Christ has done in and through those people. But Jesus Christ is Lord with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And then this is about who we are in Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for the sake of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our mortal flesh. So death as it were is at work in us, but life in you. And simply, Paul is simply saying this, that he recognizes that there is nothing worth keeping 
that is more valuable than the ministry of reconciliation that Jesus Christ has given us to. And that he recognized that he is giving his life over to death. Just like in baptism, we see this symbolism of dying to self and raising to Christ. That there's no cost too great to give to Jesus and to be part of his mission. So I think this morning, very well said earlier, let's make sure that we're all growing up and telling people about Jesus because that's what matters. Let me pray for us. Father, we come before you this morning and we thank you so much for these witnesses and these testimonies of your power and your faithfulness, even in the midst of suffering and difficulty and pain. Father, I thank you that, that, that you are faithful, God, uh, to, to those of us who are, haven't lived much of life, to those of us who are even more anxiously anticipating your coming and seeing you face to face. Father, I, I thank you for the encouragement and the challenge for us this morning to be your people, to grow your kingdom, and to let all other things go for your sake. And so God, I thank you for this morning and the encouragement that it is, and also the example and the testimony of it all. And so God, we thank you for this morning. We love you and ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you feel inspired and moved by what God is doing here at Crosspoint.